This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Let's get it, D-Aliens. This is EJ Stewart. You are listening to the best of the DA show coming at you right now. Happy Wednesday morning, North America. The mothership has connected. Welcome to our little four-hour interstellar sports joyride. The DA-cation continues, so... It's Bogus Pete, the Body Bilotti, EJ Stewart, and Greg Caserta all live from the CBS Sports Radio studios in New York City, broadcasting to affiliates coast to coast and north of the border on CBS Sports Radio, the free Odyssey app, the CBS Sports app, and Sirius XM Channel 158 from Boston to Inglewood and Sioux Falls to El Paso, Kalamazoo and Waterloo. We are on the air. They listening, D.A. Everything we saying, D.A. Everything. And holy crap, you can see us too. The stream I was told would be back. I haven't seen a Kaplan yet today. There appear to be red lights on cameras in front of us. So I'm assuming that we are up and running. WatchDA.com, Twitch. And, of course, most significantly, the pristine feed on our YouTube page as well. So you can watch us. You can listen to us for these next four hours here on CBS Sports Radio, the free Odyssey app, the CBS Sports app, Sirius XM Channel 158. We are happy you are with us again on this Wednesday. We have reached the midpoint of this week. Without the namesake, his vacation continues. But if you need D.A., You've got 35 minutes of him and me on the PGP, uh, which we believe is now all correctly edited and loaded. If it's not, at this point, we don't care. So you can save your tweets and texts, DMs, and emails. We did the best we could. If it's there, enjoy it. If it's not, we'll see you next week. As always, on a Wednesday, Champ and Chum comes your way this morning on top of the usuals. Sound checks done to a news, your epic fail. We'll have the latest on um, Bronny James, the latest attempt of use of Saudi money in the soccer world. A. Sherrod Blakely helps us break down the Jalen Brown extension. Aaron McMahon of M Live walks us through Jim Harbaugh's pending suspension at Michigan. And another best of list is making people mildly angry in the NFL. But we begin with football's newest, highest-paid player. It is not Jalen Hurts anymore. It's no longer Lamar Jackson. It certainly ain't Patrick Mahomes. It'll soon be Joe Burrow, but for now, it's Justin Herbert, and that's where we begin. It's your cold open. Takes the handoff. Herbert's got room. Rolls to his right. Takes that shot. Back toward Mike Williams. Other side of the field. Caught! Go, Mike, go. Go, 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 go. Oh, my God. 
Oh my God. Oh my God. Yeah, that was a decent game. We all know how we feel about him, and uh, I think navigating this process, we have a very good relationship with his team, um, and I'm confident, you know, that um, Justin Herbert's going to be our quarterback for a long time, and that um, we'll make sure that we get a great deal done. Pressure's coming. Herbert eludes the rush, throws on the run, and it is caught. Clock Mike is running. Williams. What a catch! And now they got to hustle. That's an incredible play on both ends. Justin Herbert with a pinpoint pass, but Mike Williams with the skill. You saw him point up. He said, hey, just throw this ball up to me. I got you. I got you. I can make this play, realizing what your skill set is on both ends. I've been so thankful to be a part of the Chargers organization. I, I do everything I can to be here, and, um, you know, whatever happens, happens, and it is out of my control. But, uh, you know, I've been so thankful for the Spanos family and um, everyone in the front office for, for taking great care of us. I don't believe it! The most amazing, sensational, dramatic, heart-rending. It's DA's top story. Here he goes! It's your cold open. As the body just told me in my ear, those were football noises in your cold open. Matt Money Smith on Chargers Radio. That was Austin Eckler mic'd up through NFL Films. There was a Brandon Staley clip in there as well, plus our good friend Andrew Catalan, plus James Lofton on in the NFL on CBS. And finally, Justin Herbert, who, P.S., is he Canadian? He went organization in there. We're saying the same thing. That came out of nowhere. First class organization. Yeah, I never heard anything about him being from Canada, but maybe he is. Either way, the Chargers quarterback is now, for now, the highest paid player in the NFL based on annual average value. Five years, a max value of $262.5 million dollars. Very rarely do we get there. The numbers that matter, 185 mil total and new guarantees, including 133.7 mil being guaranteed at signing. Now, this comes on the heels of Jalen Hurts getting a max value of 255 over his five-year deal with the Eagles, quickly topped by Lamar Jackson's 260 in Baltimore, and now there's Herbert. And... The title of highest paid player almost doesn't really matter in the NFL because it certainly does not line up necessarily with your skills. Not that Herbert is not a great quarterback, but he's not currently the best quarterback in the NFL. And he won't be as long as Patrick Mahomes is still playing the game. But he's got the top spot now until Joe Burrow tops him. We'll get to that in just a second. But this is just what you do in particular at this position, but basically at every single one in the NFL One guy signs something, and then the next guy gets just a little bit more to jump ahead, and we just keep playing leapfrog down the road, down the road, and down the road. So right now, maybe for a day or two, maybe for a little bit longer, it's Herbert's turn to have this title. Either way, titles aside, there is no reason why the Chargers should not give him all of the money. He has done things over his first three seasons that either nobody has done or only a few other quarterbacks have done in the history of the game. And he's done that, depending on how you want to break it down, handcuffed by a limited offense. That is why Kellen Moore is now in charge. Justin Herbert threw the ball downfield as little as any quarterback in the NFL last year. So now you're going to unleash Justin Herbert after already making history over his first three seasons. So we have just maybe scratched the surface on what this young man can do. He seems to be a good dude, certainly worthy of to be the face of the franchise and to be their quarterback. 
they hold for the entire time he plays football. So this is an absolute no-brainer from the Bolts. He's going nowhere. The questions we kind of posed yesterday is, how much longer is Brandon Staley his, his, his head coach? He certainly is for this year, at least at the beginning of it. And the Chargers hope that they can stay healthy, have a little less tumultuous season than last year when they won a bunch of games in a row, lost a bunch of games in a row, won a bunch of games in a row again, and then had the awful playoff collapse against the Jaguars in round one. They're looking for a little more consistency, some guys stepping up, some guys staying healthy. Not the best of rosters top to bottom, but they hope that they can push the Chiefs for the first time in a while, legitimately push them in that AFC West, which again is where you find the Chiefs and where you find Patrick Mahomes. And connected to this news yesterday is this Mahomes contract, which at face value was a remarkable number to see, 10 years and $500 million. But it has very quickly become under market for Mahomes. I mean, he's not even the highest paid quarterback in his division anymore because of this deal with Herbert. And we discussed this yesterday, too, surrounding Chris Jones and his holdout. Part of the Mahomes deal was leaving money on the table, having fancy accounting and whatnot. And even this year, they reconfigured something into a signing bonus, which changed the economics of a salary cap hit. It gave the Chiefs more space to do things right now. So there's always little pockets in these deals to get that done. But just as far as dollars and cents go, Mahomes is somehow now underpaid in the AFC West, not just in the NFL altogether. And much like Tom Brady in New England, one of the main Brady compliments was how he always did team-friendly deals. And he did, but he always did get his money too. That storyline got a little oversold at times. And we are here again yesterday talking about Mahomes' selflessness, which has a shelf life as well. He's got this deal. It can be twisted in this and whatnot. But you know, and we've already they've already talked about this openly, the Chiefs, that they know they'll have to renegotiate this. And you know there's been a call or two. And there'll be another call or two in the next month or so when Joe Burrow signs his extension with the Bengals, where Mahomes' agents remind the Chiefs that, okay, this is still friendly and we can be friendly, but we need to make this look a little bit better for Patty here because he can't be the third or fourth or fifth highest paid quarterback in the league and number two in his division and number three or four in the conference. So Mahomes, definitely a good team player, but he's also a businessman and maybe not immediately, but I would think sometime before the end of next year, we get a new reconfigured Mahomes chief agreement as all of these new deals keep being signed. And again, the next one is Burrow. We had this conversation, Sean and I, I think very early uh, in what was a long run between paternity leave and and baby appointments. There was a lot of me and Sean. At one point, we had this Burrow and Herbert conversation that they were kind of playing an indirect game of chicken. Who was going to go first? Who was going to sign? Because knowing then the other guy would then trump that. And this is, if you're going in on value and, I guess, resume, for lack of a better term, this is the order they should go in. Herbert gets his deal now, and then Burrow, who has the better numbers and the better success on the field, he then follows Herbert and gets a little better deal, and that's where we are now. Uh, Burrow's deal may be done by before week one, because... 
The Bengals, as cheap as they may be, know that Burrow's the guy, know they have to pay him, know there's only so much wiggle room in paying him, and now they know what basically the number looks like. The overall number for Herbert is 262.5. I'm thinking Burrow gets closer to 270. And then the guaranteed money will be a little bit more than what Herbert's getting. But the bottom line is all these dudes are getting paid. And thankfully for their teams, all of them deserve to get paid because there's a lot of good quarterbacks in the NFL. Most of them seem to be in the AFC. And now Herbert gets his money yesterday from the Bolts. So as I mentioned, Greg Caserta is here today. He's here tomorrow and he's physically here right now, hanging out to my left. And um, I can't think of a less lengthy and pointless and more pointless uh, title than highest paid player in the NFL because it just, it comes and goes sometimes with only a week or two in between. Yeah, because now you look and Mahomes in terms of average annual value after this Herbert deal is eighth Eighth. in the NFL. Right. And then he'll drop down to ninth, assuming that the Burrow deal gets done in the next couple of days. So he's just inside the top 10. So now I'm looking at all the numbers, all the columns of total value, average annual value, total guaranteed. It's still Deshaun Watson with $230 million fully guaranteed that set this entire thing in motion. Completely remade the landscape. Owners not happy about it. Agents very happy about it. And like you said, Burrow's going to beat what Herbert just got. Burroughs represented by Brian Arault at CAA. He's the one that got Ryan Tannehill four years and $118 million. Mm. He got Joey Bosa five years a buck thirty-five. So you look at the representation. This is a guy that's obviously gotten a lot done. Burrow deserves it. I think we'd probably be in agreement that if you're going to start, who would you pick first? I think Burrow's the guy. I'd yeah. rather have him over Herbert. But what you said earlier is the thing that stands out, and that is you got your five years. How long is that going to be with Brandon Staley? Because I think that that is a huge albatross to have him as your coach because I think it's proven at this point that the guy is just not a real winner. You know, yeah. Herbert in his career is 25 and 24. He has been a 500 quarterback, and it's not his own doing. He just does not have a good coach. Yeah, he's a coach that seems to fit the organization. Sometimes he looks like Mm. a genius. Other times he looks like a complete dope uh, (laughs) and just fuels all of the Charger kind of nonsense that needs almost at this point like a seance. Burn some sage in that clubhouse and that facility to kind of get their bad mojo away. Um, But I'm glad you brought up Deshaun Watson because it is worth pointing out that the NFL owners' teams, they did win the battle over fully guaranteed contracts. Everybody flipped out when the Browns did that, wondering if this is going to usher in. And these were the guys who we brought up. Hertz and Burrow and Herbert. They're all going to need new deals. And I guess more so the two last guys, Burrow and Herbert. They're going to need new deals, similar age, similar skill sets, um, similar faces of the franchise. And the Browns did that for Watson, which they never should have. And, NFL, the rest of the NFL was, as you said, super pissed that they did, but no one else has gotten that. No one else has come close to fully guaranteed. So that ended up being what everybody said it was, an absolute one-off thing and a mistake by the Browns, but it has not cost any other team. Nobody had to go down this road as well to follow suit. Um, Agents were happy about it, but it's really, at this point, it's no longer a thing. I mean, I can't even imagine you're, you're even presenting anything close to a Deshaun Watson contract because you just know that nobody else is dumb enough to do that. 
Well, Brady basically for the last how many years in New England was operating on those year-to-year sort of two- to three-year deals, and then they'd have to restructure it after year one or year two. It's going to be a lot more dicey with Mahomes. I mean, they're going to have to do it, obviously, like you said, within the next year or two. But then how many times after that are they going to have to reshuffle the contract? How many times will it happen during the course of his time with the Chiefs? Yeah, because obviously there'll be a time where Herbert and Burrow may need us. We'll need another contract. Mm-hmm. We negotiate. They'll re-extend theirs after we see what maybe this new Mahomes thing is. And then who knows of the younger quarterbacks playing on rookie deals right now? You know, Trevor Lawrence is going to need a contract one yep. day. And if Justin Fields takes off, the Bears have to pay him. So those guys are going to join the fray too, and just keep changing that number and rolling it down the field and. You know, you get to be number one, and then you get to be number eight Mm -hmm. in pretty quick order uh, if you're Patrick Mahomes. So we are just underway. And speaking of Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields, uh, we'll get to them later in this first hour because the NFL Top 100, based off of last season, keeps coming out 10 spots at a time. And one of those guys is higher than the other, and it raised some eyebrows yesterday when that new number came out. Only one letter separates them. But they're galaxies apart. One is a true winner. One is a pathetic loser. This is DA's Champ or Chump. And this week's Champ is a friend of the show. The one and only Ark Manning. (laughs) Ark Manning. Arch is... Texas is backup quarterback, but um, as we know, he is well-known. I mean, his first name is... He's basically on a one-name basis with the rest of America at this Ark point. Manning. He's just Ark. And that notoriety has paid off for the first time with an NIL deal announced yesterday. Peyton and Eli's nephew signing with Panini, a trading card company, to make cards of him and other kind of memorabilia and whatnot. And the very first... Uh, product joint product is going to be a one-of-one black signed prism card. I don't know what any of those things mean except signed, but it's a fancy and it's a one-of-a-kind card. It's going to go up for auction, and the proceeds of the auction are going to go to two different Austin, Texas charities because ARC doesn't need any extra income Arc as Manning. Cooper's kid and... And again, Peyton and Eli's nephew. So kudos to him for cashing in but helping out other people. And this keeps coming up. I've seen this more than once covering college basketball and college football players who are using even $5 at a time, using NIL opportunities to send money to other people, not just make money for themselves. It's a great thing, a selfless thing. uh, And I'm glad that because for a while there were talk of Ark doing none of these things because he didn't need it. Uh, And this one he signs up for with Panini to sell and push memorabilia with other people benefiting from the sale. So, Ark Manning is this week's champ. That's DA's champ. Ark Manning. Uh, And our chump is also from College Athletics. Uh, There's multiple different bipartisan uh, proposed laws for NIL. Yesterday, Senators Manchin and Tuberville released theirs. And there's a couple of nuggets in there that are different from previous uh, drafts of legislation that we've seen. In particular, this one would require players to play at their initial school, except for a few circumstances, for three years before they could transfer. So we had this long fight to finally get these kids the same freedom that coaches have. And I will admit, 
talking to basketball and football coaches a lot, there definitely needs to be some tweaks here and there. A little refinement, a little more structure to the portal and whatnot, because things are at times out of control, and it makes it really hard to plan long-term. And that is the job that you need to plan long-term. So I understand the need to make a change here and there, but this ain't it. And it is particularly chump-worthy of Tommy Tuberville, who across the board has been just an embarrassment um, to everything in this role. But in particular, from our vantage point, this is a guy, again, proposing that student-athletes play at their schools for three years before they can transfer. This is a guy who left the Texas Tech job in less than three years, by the way, left it during a recruiting dinner. This guy bailed. He was literally at a restaurant on campus with recruits, and between ordering and the food coming to the table, he excused himself and left, and the next morning was the head coach at Cincinnati. This is a guy trying to enact laws to force kids to stay at schools for at least three years before they can make the same choice that he made during dinner on a Tuesday night in Lubbock trying to recruit kids to come play for him at one school. The next morning, after ghosting them, he was the head coach somewhere else. That guy's a chump. That's DA's chump. Class is now dismissed. CBS presents this program in color. An educated person can't think he's going to get a recruit by uh, strippers coming in. They can fire you, but they can't eat you. And they run through our ass like through a tin horn, man, and we could not stop them. The audio you need to hear. It's DA Soundcheck. Uh, we've had a major catastrophe in the building. We'll get to uh-huh. that in just a second. But first, Soundcheck, it begins... With Jason Tatum, this is him speaking at a Nike Elite Youth Basketball event, um, asked about by the kids in the in the audience about load management. Man, I don't decide to be playing the hardest tonight. I'm a chip. I only get to go to Charlotte two times a year. Somebody paid their money to come watch me play. Like, not trying to be arrogant. Like, like it's a bunch of kids in there, my shoes and my jersey. And just because we're playing Charlotte on NBA League Pass on a Monday, there ain't nobody watching. I... Nah, I'm chilling tonight. That's not what the, the, the great players, the best players do. So the way y'all compete in the middle, I loved it. And Pete and Toby block your shots, or fouls would still be a safe. Yeah, that's basketball. But then you can't go on the side basket like, ah, right, we ain't playing them. They still watching. They still evaluate. They didn't come to see me play. Follow a Brad. They know what we can do. Y'all in the future, y'all next. So just keep that in mind, like, Ranked player, not big game, not big game, like compete, play basketball, because don't take the for granted. So I definitely like the message in general. Yeah. I still think it's time that's smart to take a week off in March just so you're relaxed and ready to go for the postseason. Um, but I do, but the idea of, and I've had this conversation with my little guys, he plays more and more baseball, like everything kind of matters. Like you can't. If you're about, if you're out there, you gotta play. And there's a difference between having fun and practicing and goofing around and then playing. When it's time to play, you gotta play. And I think that's an important message that you never know who's watching, you never know who you're playing against, you never know who's there to see you or to not see you or to see somebody else, and you get that coach's attention, and all of a sudden now you're being recruited or whatever. You gotta when it's time to go to work, you gotta go to work. But I also do think that load management has a has a place for is not the 
worst possible thing in the world, as some like to present it. Uh, let's stay in the NBA. Mikhail Bridges discussing the KD trade saga. And then karma getting him in the end. This is in the, the summer. Katie said he wanted to go Phoenix. So it was kind of in the back of my head because you know we're not dumb. Like if you want to come here, you know I was going, and Cam Johnson knew we was <laughs> like I knew like so I'm like well it ain't book leaving. <laughs> I'll take his DA. I'll take his CB. So like I always made jokes to me and Cam. I'm like damn, Katie, about to come here, bro. Pack your bags. We out of here. <laughs> But then it died down. Season came on. We was about to play Brooklyn the day before, and we had, we was going to practice, and something about Kyrie coming to Phoenix. Then it brought back the memories of the summer, and I'm like, oh, sh-. Like, here oh, we go. Yeah. And then when the Katie thing happened, I was just like, damn, I didn't think that was really going to happen. Right. Even when I got to Brooklyn that day before when we was about to play him, I was around in the gym like, this is my home. Tapping the guys up uh, that work there like, I'm going to see you, bro. I'm going to be back here a couple of days. And I get that's a cool story. Bridges having fun with all the trade rumors and then actually ending up in the trade uh, with KD ending up in Brooklyn. Uh, last but not least, I can't wait to play this for you. I can't wait to say this guy's name. I don't even know if I'm saying it correctly, but this is Charlotte football coaches. His first year there. Biff Hoagie? <laughs> Poggi, P-O-G-G-I, and he was not happy during his media session at AAC Media Day. Any other questions for Coach? That's it? Three questions? Maybe that's because you have us ranked last. That's all what you think of us. <laughs> so that that we get that message. Thank you. All right, Biff. Go get him. Now, I've been in those awkward press conferences where somebody makes the effort to walk all the way in and sit down after a game, before a game, and there's like a question or two, and everybody then looks around like, I got nothing else. Like, I don't know why they brought this person in here to begin with. And then you kind of ask one or two more just to make it worth everyone's while that you sat down and that person came in. You'd think, though, at American Media Day, there's enough people in attendance even doing generic stories, they're asking the same question of everybody that you'd get more than three as the I'm, Charlotte football coach. I mean, I've covered an American conference media day, not for football, but for basketball. And, I mean, some of those schools, the the lower-end schools, your Charlottes of the world, I mean, they don't really get a lot of questions. I mean, I wasn't surprised when I saw this. It kind of brought me back to my days of covering AAC media days. But, like, to be honest, to Coach Pogi or Pogi, again, apologies if that's not his name, like, you took over a job where the team was 3-9, and nine, okay? Like, you didn't take over Alabama. You didn't take over LSU. You didn't take over a football power. I don't think you can be uh, outwardly disrespected that people don't want to ask questions about your bottom feeder conference team. Yeah. My buddy, by the way, used to be the OC at Charlotte. He was on the previous staff. Um, so it's, it is Pogey, and his given name is Francis. And he came from Michigan, did a good job there under Jim Harbaugh. I mean, even think there'd be Michigan questions. Yeah. Why do they call him Biff, then? I don't know. Why do we call for- you the body? Who Francis. could forget about his grandfather, Mad Dog Pogey, <laughs> fastest gun in the West? <laughs> Francis Pogey. That, that's not a, just go by that name. Frank? Frank. Yeah. I always found Frankie. it odd that Biff Tannen stuck around the McFlies after he <laughs> nearly violated Mrs. McFly at the Enchantment Under the Sea dance. 
Like, George was totally cool keeping him around his family. <laughs> this guy's a sexual predator, and he's, like, washing your car in the front yard. Oh, hey, Biff. Get the hell out of here. What's the saying? Like, <laughs> keep your friends close, but your enemies closer? Yeah. Now you know where he is at all times. Right. I'm watching messy highlights right now. This cool. guy looks like a Biff, by the way. That's like, a, I don't even... He's got a neck, like a football player. I mean, he's a former, he played himself. He's a big dude. He should be named Biff. Not a, not Francis. Let me see his, does he have that football coach face like Mike McCarthy? And He's got that football coach neck, which is wider than his head. You know who's got the ultimate football coach face is uh, that Burt Bielma. Brett Bielma. Bielma. Brett Bielma. He, <laughs> I, was, I, was thinking, I was thinking of Burt Blylevin. <laughs> Brett Bielma has that. He could only be a football coach face. Um, like, there's, he's not cut out to do anything else. You're on a run of names here. Burt Bylema. Then there was the Christian Braun. Yeah, yeah, oh, so that was bad. Basketball ones. And there was, what was the one before that? That was definitely also an NBA reference. Yeah, there was, was definitely two because Greg was like, I'm not doing NBA for the Stroom? rest of the year. Baseball is definitely filtrating. Stroom, Strum. Oh, yeah, Max Struss. Yeah, Struss. Struss. Yeah, that's who it was. Yeah. Max Struss. Well, baseball is definitely filling your head because of your job at MLB Network. Okay. Speaking of which, uh, Sunday night, you can watch Greg wow. and a to-be-determined group of analysts break down <laughs> a high, high school all-star It's the game. Hank Aaron Invitational, Okay, which is uh, 44 high school players from around the country. Some committed, some uncommitted. And it's going to be at Truist Park. Be at Truist Park in Atlanta. My own version of Sunday night baseball going head-to-head -head with the ESPN Sunday night game. I'm going to guess one of the analysts will be Carlos Pena. You're wrong. No. Eh. It's going to be Michael Bourne. Okay, Michael Bourne. Michael Bourne. Stole a lot of fantasy uh, baseball, uh, bases for me. In, uh, oh, did he? Yeah, in leagues that I won. Michael Bourne's probably a good immaculate grit answer, right? Yes. Astros, yes. Phillies. Braves? Was he yes. Braves? Yes. yes. I used Bob Wickman twice this week and was right on both. Bob Wickman. Bob Wickman. Take it to the bank. It's an, that's a Cleveland Guardian and a, a Brewer. Brewer. And a Yankee. Yankee. Yeah, Yankee. he was a Brewer-Yankee answer earlier this week. Oh. P.S. We are now living in a world where the new Immaculate Grid doesn't come out until 9 a.m. Eastern. Oh, yeah. yeah, not a fan. I don't know why this. they're doing that, but we got to sit here and wait for it. It was the first thing I did when the alarm went off this morning. But they have now added basketball and football to the baseball I can't one. do those. Oh, I'm, I'm ready now. Yeah? As soon as you said basketball, I'm like, Yeah, basketball, you crush. Hawks and Heat. Give me somebody here, Emmanuel. Or EJ, EJ. sorry. <laughs> Hawks and Heat. Fred. Uh, <laughs> Steve Smith. Okay. Damn, he's good. There you go. All no, right. We'll allow it. They'll accept it. Hawks, Pistons, Hawks, Rockets. I think I, I tried a football one, and I couldn't do it. I might be able to handle basketball. Football's tough. I tried. It Hawks, Pistons, Rockets. So that's the that's the column for Hawks, Hawks Heat, Hawks Pistons, Hawks Rockets. Never so, played this game, so I have to find three people. Of you got to find somebody that played for the Hawks and Pistons, and then somebody else that played for the Hawks and Rockets. Okay, Terry Porter. Know. For which one? Hawks Rockets. I don't know if that's true. Uh, the Kimbe play for the Hawks and Rockets. We're gonna go with that one. Can we double check on Terry Porter? We can later on. <laughs> <laughs> so here's the catastrophe that happened in the building. <laughs> and this connects back to a thing, to a trash of mine from a long time ago. Mm. I 
still refuse to accept these hybrid snack machines that sell both food and drinks. Yep. Because therefore, the machine has to be cold enough to keep the drinks cold. But I don't want cold Doritos. Bingo. Okay? Exactly. I don't want to have to buy a bag of chips and then leave it on the desk to thaw for a little bit because somebody's Diet Coke. This is 2023. Either have two machines or have a machine with two temperature controls and the top half somehow is room temperature for my chips and then there's a little bottom freezer section for soda. In fact, we have one of them in another little nook where it, both things, and everybody's happy, right? Everybody loves and, that and one. Then, and there's an ice cream machine, too. Yeah. really just for Evan Yeah, Robert, why is there an it. ice cream machine? It's actually, I think, for Boomer. Oh, yeah? I've only seen Boomer use it. Really? I haven't seen anyone. I've never seen it. anybody use it. Yeah, and it's great because it's almost like a skill crane. The lid lifts up, and yeah. this like, big suction cup thing goes down and brings up your strawberry shortcake bar and then drops it to you. Oh. I, I assume that strawberry shortcake or that chocolate eclair was put in there like 2019. From the yeah, original box. There's no way that that's been updated at all. Like, when they come around to check on the machines, they always neglect that one. There's no way they update that machine. But Do they have more of those uh, bars they got rid of in, maybe in there? Oh, that is, it's like a little time capsule. It's like yeah. a Choco Taco in there, too, oh, maybe? yeah. King Cone. Mm. They still make those? So the main, the biggest vending machine we have is the fanciest one, too, because you can use, like, Apple Pay. You can tap or actually put dollars in. We walk in there just now, Pete and I, during this last break, and I see on the, what I thought was on the outside of the vending machine, like a big splash spray mark. And I around here, I thought somebody like an anger threw like a little coffee creamer pod at it and it exploded. I, that's same here. <laughs> but then I realized that it's honestly on the inside of the machine, and there appears to have been a temperature issue where that's yeah. now freezing things because at least one... 20 ounce bottle of Diet Coke has paid the ultimate price. And there's 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 basically Diet Coke slushy throughout this entire machine all now. The, all the Diet Cokes are slushies. But, all right, I'm going to post this now to DA. I'm going to yeah. send this to DA on CBS quotes because I took a picture of it before. It's only gotten colder, too, because after the explosion, it seems like some of the spray has now frozen in place. There is... There's like stalactites of Diet Coke <laughs> hanging off upper rungs of the vending machine. Now, I was immediately corrected in that room, but that vending machine to me is not regularly um, serviced. Like mm. there are times where it's almost completely empty before an out the outside vendor comes. Right. So that thing might stay like that for I don't know how long, and it's going to stay cold. So we're going to have more things popping off in there. I hope it's like a terrible firework exhibit <laughs> inside the, the vending machine soon. It's like the firework uh, the, the firework uh, thing one time that where all the fireworks exploded at once. <laughs> that was, it's similar to what's going to happen in there. But I think it'll get serviced now because somebody will want... Um, will want pop chips or something that's in just that machine. Yeah. And they'll they'll tell our uh, guy. Now, here. that that had not happened at 510 when I initially walked into that room this morning. So that is a new development. Well, the, Very new. The question now is how many of those are going to explode today? Right. Right, because you figure that I'm my picture here, there's one that's exploded and there's five, six, seven, eight more Diet Cokes that you see all the, the foam and the bubbles. How yeah. many of those will explode before the end of the show? And my answer is, I hope all of them explode. <laughs> you know what's odd, too, looking at the picture I took, 
there's is that an eight or nine different rows of Diet Cokes, as if Mike Francesa still works here. And all the Diet Cokes have frozen, but then there's three regular bottles of Coke that have not frozen next to frozen ones, as if they're somehow different and Diet Coke freezes easier than regular Coke. I bet you it's the aspartame. I bet you I it bet is. I bet you it's that yeah. chemical additive that probably changes that makes the, it diet. The, the molecular structure yeah. of the Coke. And, and I can't wait till they get to the cans. Oh, yeah. You'll hear those pop. Ray Martell is going to have a you-know-what fit when he finds out that nine Diet Cokes have gone to waste. You know, if Cap has an extra camera line around, I would argue we should put a camera on the machine so Ooh. we are filming... If there are more explosions. Vending machine cam. Yeah. Can we send Billy Jock alone as our, our break room correspondent? If you can find him, send him wherever you want. No, I, I, I believe I, Billy's on break number one today. I th- <laughs> <laughs> well, you see, he would he would notice that because he's probably over there at the vending machine. I would have pegged Billy as the guy who threw something against the vending machine <laughs> to create the initial spray that I thought I saw. While he was thinking about his list of people he's going to fight here right. at CBS Sports Radio. I, I, think, I think we have to... Um, Put the camera on, on that vending machine. We're, if caps are, caps around, let's get a camera on. The- Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Right now, it's Jim Harbaugh, the Michigan football head coach, finding himself in lukewarm water. I don't even know the right temperature check because there seems to be very little trouble for Coach Harbaugh. All of this apparently began kind of with him meeting with recruits and buying them hamburgers with his own money. That might be like patient zero, so to speak. There were some other minor NCAA infractions. 
um, meeting with said recruits during the COVID shutdown, non-coaches doing coaching on the field during practice, I believe observing players working out via Zoom when you're supposed to be hands and eyes off, little things that became big things because Coach Harbaugh either denied knowing about them or lied about them to investigators and then wouldn't admit when I guess caught in those lies that he had lied and maybe even still isn't admitting that he lied. But the lying and the misleading of the investigators has taken now created a level one most serious violation. This is going to be a nothing burger pun intended. And then coach again, withheld the truth forgot selectively, straight up lied, and that created new problems for him specifically. And one of the new ways you can go about punishment in the NCAA is um, you can basically go into arbitration, so to speak, and negotiations and come up with an agreed-upon punishment. And that's what's going on here. We're still maybe a full 30 days away from the actual final decision, and it could be changed by one of these infractions committees. But it appears that uh, Harbaugh is going to end up with a four-game suspension because of his, um, his his lying. Now, those four games would be East Carolina, UNLV, Bowling Green, a murderer's row of non-Big Ten opponents, and then the conference opener against Rutgers, which is obviously showing some signs of Greg Schiano, but it's still Rutgers in the Big Ten. So it's four games that the Wolverines can win without their head coach. And they're all at home. And they're all at home. So the punishment doesn't really mean anything. And I don't think that this factors into the Harbaugh um, resume at Michigan. It's gotten much better on the field. There's no doubt about that. Back-to-back titles, back-to-back CFPs. They're the favorites again, at least in their half of the, or, you know, they're, they're part of the Big Ten. But <clears throat> what what I guess matters more is, you know, that we had a, a an assistant coach who was misusing a computer on campus. They got in trouble for oh, that. Yeah. They hired Bo Schembechler's grandson for a job and then, I guess, didn't do a background check and realized that he had some um, debatable social media content on his feed, so he had to resign from that job. Those things seem like bigger bruises to the Harbaugh resume than this does, but it is interesting to me and I don't, the comparison game usually doesn't work because it's very rarely a fair, straight, apples-to-apples comparison. But I do think it's worth pointing out two things. That Jim Harbaugh's on the verge of a four-game suspension for maybe an illegal hamburger and then lying about it. And Urban Meyer got three games for basically ignoring, dismissing, whatever, domestic violence by one of his assistants. And then uh, a column on The Athletic this morning goes even further than that back to Jim Tressel at Ohio State when players were trading their gear and stuff and memorabilia for free tattoos. And they got caught, and then Tressel lied about it. Right. Tressel eventually lost his job over that. And I remember I was, you know, I was working at that point, and I remember being pretty heavy-handed against Jim Tressel. And then being annoyed by people celebrating Trestle. He went back. It was like a parade or something in Columbus. And he went back and was treated like the prodigal son. And I was like, but this dude just screwed things up. Like he had players mess up and then he messed up. And now you guys are in this weird spot. Me aside, there was a lot of heat on Jim Trestle for being a liar. I think it was in 2009. And now here we are in 2023. And this is 
a story, but there's no real no. what the hell is going on here reaction from people. No, the, the substance to it is is very, very flimsy. And the NCAA has admitted that they're going down on him or <laughs> going hard on him. <laughs> going <laughs> from the top and <laughs> going down hard on him because uh, because he lied. You know, that's really what it boils down to because it says four level two violations meeting with two recruits during a COVID-19 dead period, texting a recruit outside of an allowable time period, having analysts perform on-field coaching during practice, having coaches watch players work out via Zoom. I would assume that this happens all over the place. It's not the only program that this happens to and happens with, but of course he doesn't tell the truth, and then when pressed further on it, says, oh, I I, I didn't do anything wrong. Um uh, it's again. I, it's so flimsy. It, it it's so meaningless. And I think what happens is these boosters who ultimately run these programs. I think that what they care about is when they have to forfeit wins, right? When they have to forfeit parts of seasons, losing scholarships. I think that's when they really clamp down. But in the end, this is going to be nothing more than a blip that we're talking about for the next few weeks. After that, it's never going to be talked about again. And it 100% tracks that Harbaugh would either play dumb or lie and then be so stubborn that even maybe with hardcore evidence, he's like, no, nah, it wasn't me. Right. That didn't lie. That all tracks. It, it, it absolutely plays to what we think he is and the way he would behave. But yeah, like I just, I just don't care. Especially once I saw that he's going to miss four games that are all winnable without him, it just it just doesn't matter. Now the article that I referenced or the comment I referenced at the Athletic, the point of it was that that like maybe we're in a good spot now. This is confirmation that we have our principles more in line that we shouldn't get so carried away with like lesser sins like this. Now I'd still argue that you know lying to authority, trying to cover up. I mean, it's such a crappy thing to do like you like he should absolutely be punished for it but the fact that we're now in line with like four games and no one's freaking out no one's calling for his job he's not in danger of losing his job over this maybe that is the right way to look at things and maybe we were guilty of getting too upset about things in the past yeah and we could also point to any time in sports when somebody decided to fess up and ends up not being so bad for them yeah, you know, the Andy, he hasn't done that yet, which is the, just amazing. The Andy Pettits of the world, the Jason yeah. Giambis of the world, right? Like, those guys, they kind of, you know, the, the sketchy part of their careers and of their past kind of get uh, brushed to the side. And then you look at a guy like him who is supposed to be, quote-unquote, a leader of men, and the example he sets is to not tell the truth. And that's a bad look. Now, if you're going to have one of your assistants be the fall guy, if you're going to have a couple of secondary guys take the hit, Okay, but you're front and center in this, and you can't even admit wrongdoing. <laughs> and that's who you have leading these young men. Yeah. I mean, and I can see myself in those positions, like, because I, I have a terrible, terrible memory. So you could ask me a question, and my first answer might be, I don't remember, but I'd be, I'd be honest. And if you then showed me the receipt or, like, the surveillance sure. video of me buying the chicken, the hamburgers for these kids and giving it to them, i go, okay, yeah, I'm okay. I got you there. But the fact that he's sticking to his story after all of this is pure peak Harbaugh. 100%. And deserves something. Also, it deserves a punishment. How did they Harbaugh. know about the Pete texting Harbaugh. 
Um, Jim. Jim Harbaugh. I know. I said peak Harbaugh. Oh. Yeah, yeah, I I said, said, yeah that's what I thought I heard, too. Yeah. I said peak um, Harbaugh. How, how do they know about the text thing? Are they tracking their phones? Yeah, I think I think that you have, especially at Michigan, at a public school, right? they probably are on a, a school-issued phone, and you can get all that information through, like, a freedom of information request. Oh, so creepy. Yeah. It's like with the the infamous Brady cell phone that got destroyed. Mm, the right? only one he ever destroyed. Yeah, yeah. It's that. it's just amazing. I just feel like a lot of times they their priorities are so skewed. But it sets up a pretty uh, juicy Big Ten media days. Today's day one, mm. and Harbaugh's going to be there today. And there are some who are thinking that this got leaked yesterday, so he'd have to be on the spot today and answer questions about this. And that's on the heels of the Northwestern fiasco Mm -hmm. where they're sending the interim coach, but the players apparently decided that they're not going. And now they presented it as, we don't want to be a distraction. This is about the new football season. It would be unfair to the other schools, other coaches, other other players that are going to be there if we were there kind of taking all the headlines. Because once we show up, everyone's going to be asking us questions about hazing and Pat Fitzgerald and whatnot. That more feels like someone was like, we're not sending our kids there to answer these dumb questions because they have not let us ask any questions of anybody yet. Yeah. And there's no way that Rich Braun, I can't remember his name. His last name is Braun. It made me think of you because it's Braun spelled like Christian Brown. Yeah. So it gave me pause for a second how to pronounce it, but he's going to be there, but he's not going to say anything. He wasn't even there. He has this job partially because. He was only hired in January. So he's not going to talk about hazing and Pat Fitzgerald and whatever because, A, he doesn't know about it, and, B, he's probably been told by lawyers and his boss and everything that we're just not going to discuss it. So we're going to get a string of complete non-answers. But it would be nice if Northwestern had a little bit of accountability here and put some adult in front of a microphone to answer some questions. But that's your Big Ten media days is the looming Harbaugh suspension and Northwestern's embarrassment showing up uh, in town to tr- dodge questions about the most serious thing that anyone's dealing with right now in college football. You know who I think leaked all this out? Biff Poggy. It's possible that Biff did this to get the scent off his bad 49ers <laughs> team. I mean, I think that's in play. These guys are, I, these coaches are just so dishonest and unlikable. Biff says, you're going to ruin my my media day? All right, Big Ten. Yeah, How watch, about this? watch this. I got dirt, and I'm spilling it on everyone. You don't want to double-cross Biff Pogey. No. You, you just, he's, he remembers, mm. and his reaction is not always immediate. But he will get his revenge when you least expect it. Like Now, I got to point out, Jim was his boss. He came from Michigan, mm. the, the Charlotte bio page for coach has a quote from Harbaugh. Now, I don't know, you know, you can put on a nice face publicly. Were there any issues between the two of them that would have created a scenario where Biff would have been like, tell you something before old Jimmy sits down at media. what was he with Harbaugh? Up until now. Wow. Yeah. I was going to say, I was wondering, was he one of those coaches that was maybe watching these Zoom workouts that he wasn't supposed to. Maybe he was like, hey, at least ask me a question about that. Like, you guys only want to ask me a question about what's going on with Jim Harbaugh? Like, 
Yeah, we, you could even ask him about if Joe, Joe Milton's the best quarterback in America, like Jordan Rodgers said, since Biff was around Milton at Michigan. You could have come up with more than three questions for the UNCC coach. I just wish he would have remembered that he's taken over a 3-9 team. I just can't get over that. It's but his, even a 3-9 and nine team probably, in a major-ish conference, probably requires a few more questions. But at what point, like, I think it sends a bad message to your team. Like, you're supposed to come oh, in saying— Oh, no way, dude. This is going to be—he's going to be— this no, is me all over their locker. Oh, room. it's gonna no, it's gonna be all over their locker room. But I think it's it's false bravado. I mean, you should be telling your team, "Hey, you guys sucked last year, and nobody should be expecting anything from you because you didn't earn anything last year. Whatever you want, you got to take. They're not gonna give it to you. They're not gonna give you attention. They're not gonna give you, uh, uh you know, uh, they're not gonna crown you just because we have a new coach in here. Like you got to take whatever you got coming to you. So like, for him to be there, say, so, oh, like we're entitled to be ask questions we're entitled to be part of the discussion of the AAC hierarchy when they won three games last year is ridiculous to me. Well, I don't know about you guys, but I have not gotten to Charlotte yet in my college football preview. I'm working my way down to the American. My <laughs> guess is part of the problem for them is that he's that's a completely different roster. That seems to be the case now when one guy leaves and the guy comes in there, it's just a you-know-what ton of transfers. Right. and. So people might not even know what questions to ask about Charlotte football <laughs> because they don't know what it's going to be and what it's going to look like. But you know that Biff, whether the questions were three, five, seven, he was going to sell the disrespect angle however he could. And he's probably happy they only got three questions because he was able to act like a tough guy, like a true Biff yesterday. I just feel like Nick Saban does the opposite. Like, how many times does he go in those media days and he, like, laments over how terrible the previous season was? And he, uh, whether it was good or bad, they could have won a national championship. He'll still yeah. make up how terrible last year was. Oh, you know, in week five against Tennessee, we didn't play with the right urgency. We better make sure we don't do that again. Like, where was that from Biff? Yeah, although he, Saban does love telling us that he would have been favored over three of the four teams in the playoffs. He does do that. He loves that. that what was true. the question? We played the clip. The question that somebody asked that he didn't, answer immediately and the SID was like okay let's move on and then he finally gave the answer it was an it was a it was not a football question it and it was a it was an awkward it was a weird question it was and he was like he just didn't know how to answer it and the SID had no patience right like, next question and then well, Saban yeah. finally gave the answer yeah, the SID knew better was it yeah. a question about Kirby Smart's bowl haircut no and it wasn't somebody another coach at SEC had asked about who do you look like? But that wasn't Saban. And it wasn't the carrot cake question either, which led to him saying carrot cakes are the best cake, which is just not true in any... I love carrot cake. It couldn't be further from the truth. So you missed this. So Bilotti went to bat for carrot cake. I love carrot cake. But if you had your choice of different cakes on a table, yeah. would you pick carrot cake first? No. Over like a chocolate cake? Red velvet takes precedence. Okay. Uh, Black forest is good. I mean, it's in the... It's good, but it's not in the top three. Right. It's, might even be outside the top five. Okay. See, that's a measured approach towards mm-hmm. carrot cake. It's good. Well, you yeah. know, stop it. Trash. Stop it with the, uh, you don't like carrot cake? Okay. Why can't I like carrot really, cake? Really? You can like carrot no, cake. Uh, no, that's not what's happening here. It's I'm going to be shamed into not liking nope. carrot cake. As somebody that's on your side, it. I don't think that anybody's backing you into a corner here. Thank no, you, you, Gregory. No, were... I, no, I agree with Pete. This is ridiculous, okay? Let let him let him have his cake. That's right. You were he not can here. have his cake. You were not here when DA and that other guy was here, mm. and, 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 they were, and they were bashing me for liking carrot cake. You go uh, cream cheese frosting or buttercream? 
Uh, buttercream. My man, now we're talking. There we go. All right. You guys go have your cake. We're going to take a break. And it make... was about hype music with Saban. Oh, that's what it was, right. His hype music. And he said, what's music, basically? Right. <laughs> oh, really? He's, he doesn't... Can we find that clip? Now I'm curious. I've never here. heard that. I'll play it now. Uh, okay. Yeah, fire Most it up. Most players have a go-to song or artist that kind of get them locked into the game. I'm curious what is on a Nick Saban pre-game uh, hype playlist for you. <laughs> I don't understand this question. <laughs> Say that again. What's like your go-to music choice? What are you listening to? What are you and Terry uh, listening to? Next question. Well, you know, we, we, we don't, I don't really listen to music before the game. Um, you know, we always play Gimme Shelter going home, you know, after the game. Okay. But I don't listen to music before the game. I'm kind of thinking about, you know, have we covered everything we need to cover? Yeah. Okay. Doesn't it seem exhausting being a guy like that? I it I think it's exhausting being the guys that have to work around. That, yeah. That have to have to be caretakers and basically. That, and that next question response is exactly what that's all about. Mm-hmm. Because he actually gave a good answer once he elaborated on it, and the guy was so quick, the SID or whoever was so quick to cut it off. Yeah. And all he had to say was, yeah, I don't listen to really, I really don't listen to music before the games, but we always listen to Gimme Shelter. That's that's a cool answer. I never would have known that. But where's where's that guy at AAC Media Day asking all the coaches that question? So at least we can get to four <laughs> for right. Biff, and maybe then Biff's happy. Ask Biff that question. Yeah. Biff's a big... Um, he he listens to it's five o'clock somewhere. That's his. I just feel like Biff's one of those guys that we were like, oh, I only got four questions instead of three. Uh, yeah, he, he, yo, he you never hate gonna be Biff, dude. No, Biff's mowing down the Crown Royal at night as well. And Biff hates carrot cake. I can guarantee uh, that from definitely, a distance. Definitely yeah. does not like it. He's- this episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Don't waste some time on Carrot Cake. Time to get stunned! Ah. <laughs> My bad. My bad. It doesn't take much to surprise this bouncing baby boy. This is honestly the most stunned I have ever been on the show to a news. The DA show is stunned to a news. Guys, we know how poorly the airline industry is doing coming out of COVID. But British Airways got it right. Passengers, including business class on board a British Airways flight, had a finger-licking experience after they were randomly served KFC. British Airways had a 12-hour flight from Turks and Caicos to London, but had some issues with the food, and all the food had to be thrown out. After the plane landed in Nassau in the Bahamas for a stopover, the crew arranged for alternative catering, bringing in several buckets of chicken from KFC. There were limited options at the airport. Our teams then sprung into action and made sure that our customers on board our flight had something to eat. A British Airways spokesman said, we apologize to customers that their full meal service was not available and that we had to wing it. Oh, oh there it is. There so good job by them. That was nice yeah. of, the, of the crew to make sure that people were at least marginally fed. I mean, and that's, you could have been given much worse <laughs> from airport catering. Big time. That's not bad. I almost would want that to happen. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like an upgrade to me. Yeah. Like, if they had gone to one of those stands that has, like, the pre-made sandwiches or wraps, I'd be like, eh. I'll just be hungry. Right. But fast food court concession stand KFC, I I think I would be okay with that. Did you say 10-hour flight? 12 hours. Really? From Turks and Caicos to London. I've been to Turks. Have you been to Turks? I once. It was the one of the best vacations I've ever been on. And it didn't cross my mind going there, but it's actually a pretty popular European mm-hmm. vacation spot. But 12 hours seems long from there to London. Well, I guess they're factoring in the stop, the stop in Bahamas. All right. Which seems kind of unnecessary. It's like right there. Right. Um, makes me think, and again, these are all questions we would ask in both iterations of the show. Mm. Which fast food would you be cool with? For your flight. Yeah, so I think that's a good one because it's just chicken. Right. And safe. it's safe and it's kind of universal. Other places that can have like a variety, you might not get the thing that you want. Like, you know, you've been to a, like a meeting and they have like a tray of sandwiches. Like, yeah. oh, that's, that's not what I would get from Subway or whatever. It's not the, your Wendy's order or whatnot. But at least this is just all right. I'll have a drumstick. Like if you were having a, if they were passing out McDonald's burgers, nuggets, chicken sandwiches, would you go for it? Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, that's fine. We also gotta keep in mind too, uh, anything that can go right through you. There's you don't want that. that either. Yeah, no White Castle for me. I was no gonna right. say White Castle would scare me. No, no Cadoba. No Mexican. Yeah. Yeah, Taco Bell's off the table, for sure. I'd probably say like a Chick Fil A. Like a, or a burger place. Yeah, bland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You couldn't, you couldn't put like sauce on certain sauces. You'd have to stay away from. That's right. Any sort of aioli, 
No sriracha. No, no. It's amazing that whenever I'm here, I'm always running to the bathroom. But like on an airplane, I can control it. Like your body on an airplane, for whatever reason, like knows how to shut down and just right. basically disable all the pipes. Well, because well, your body knows that the that the challenge of the airplane bathroom is another story. Yeah. That, that they, the body doesn't want to go through that. Yeah, and, and listen, sometimes nature calls and you have to do what you got to do. But it's funny how like in certain situations, the body is smart enough, not you, sorry, the human body is smart enough to realize, like, hey, we're not doing this right now. Like, we're gonna, we're gonna nix this for the next several hours. Do we make you nervous here? No, it could just be all that anger I have inside of me I that do. causes my tummy to rumble right. when you walk in and see <laughs> all the folks you want to fight. That's right. <laughs> uh, thank you for the calls and the tweets and the DMs. Inkwell, Inkwell is what I was going for before. If you dip a quill into a tincture. Is actually is also not. You were closer on tincture. It's not the dropper. It's what's in the dropper. Yeah. Tincture is a substance. Is a mixture. Ah, uh, mm-hmm. oh. that you might buy at one of those things. You referenced. one of those stores. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. like a happy bodega. Exactly. Even the DA show is not perfect. We know. Shocking. Here's the epic fail. Today's epic fail is our exploding vending machine. So here's the catastrophe that happened in the building. <laughs> and this connects back to a thing, to a trash of mine from a long time ago. Mm. I still refuse to accept these hybrid snack machines that sell both food and drinks. I'm not feeling it. Because therefore the machine has to be cold enough to keep the drinks cold, but I don't want cold Doritos. Bingo. Okay? Exactly. I don't want to have to buy a bag of chips and then leave it on the desk to thaw for a little bit. It's really ridiculous. The biggest vending machine we have, we walk in there just now, Pete and I, in this last break, and I see on the, what I thought was on the outside of the vending machine, like a big splash spray mark. It's just beautiful. What? And I, around here, somebody like an anger threw like a little coffee creamer pod at it and it exploded. I am broken, you dog! But then I realized that it's honestly on the inside of the machine and there appears to have been a temperature issue where that's now freezing things. The Iceman cometh. Because at least one 20 ounce bottle of Diet Coke has paid the ultimate price. If you're coming, the ice cold of space. And there's, there's, there's basically Diet Coke slushy throughout this entire machine oh, now. I mean, how do you watch this? It's only gotten colder, too, because after the explosion, it seems like some of the spray has now frozen in place. There is, there's like stalactites of <laughs> Diet Coke hanging off upper rungs of the vending machine. Stay like that for I don't know how long, and it's gonna stay cold. Stay cool, bad boy. So we're gonna have more things popping off in there. I hope it's like a terrible firework exhibit <laughs> inside the, the vending machine soon. It's like the firework uh, the, the firework uh, thing one time that where all the fireworks exploded at once. The question now is, how many of those are going to explode today? Right. Right, because you figure that, I'm, in my picture here, there's one that's exploded, and there's five, six, seven, eight more Diet Cokes that you see all the, the foam and the bubbles. How yeah. many of those will explode before the end of the show? 
And my answer is, I hope all of them. Epic fail, you loser. That is why you fail. Epic fail. Unfortunately, it seems like there have been no further explosions. So our dreams of overflowing machines with just cans firing throughout the whole thing has not come to fruition. Uh, today's poll question, do you have a list of coworkers you want to beat up? Thankfully, 53% of you said no, but that means almost 47% said yes. <laughs> 85% of U.S. employees have some level of conflict at work. Statistics show that one-third of the workers involved in the conflict stated that it did lead to personal injury. Good times. Enjoy your workday on Wednesday. Uh, thanks to our guests. Thanks to EJ, to Pete, to Greg. Thanks to Cap. I'm bogus. We'll see you tomorrow. The Mothership disconnects. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.